When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome to the summer run home with your hosts, the Professor James Rochford and Andrew Barney Barnett. Yes, you are on the summer run home. You're with the Professor and Barney. We are having a Friday fun one. And, uh, well, now uh, it's all, sorry, I should say, it's all thanks yeah. to Hyundai. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now and Blunston. Uh, Rotoflex by Blunston. That is stability meets the freedom to move. Uh, and it is time now because we have been having so much fun. It's time to welcome more people to have fun. It's time to welcome uh, joining the show on SEN Track Stations, uh, New South Wales, Griffith, Central Coast and the Illawarra and in the nation's capital, uh, Canberra. Welcome to you. And look, our Queensland listeners, uh, Queensland, Atherton, Darling Downs, Ingham, Kingaroy and Nanango. Welcome. Uh, we got a fun final hour of the summer run home uh, with you. Now it is time. Professor, we yeah, love doing this. We do. A Queensland Hyundai dealership shout out. And now tomorrow's car is in stock today. You can tech drive a Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. And we want you to do that by, uh, well, uh, contact Ben Carreya from Carreya from uh, Zup's Hyundai. Uh, they're at 1454 Gimby Road, Aspley. And you can tech drive uh, the uh, Tucson to see why tomorrow wants this car back now. What does Ben do uh, there so that's something different? You were telling me about this, Professor. You're very excited about the way Ben does business. Ben does everything from go to woe. Really? He, well, he, he washes the cars. He yep. inflates the tyres. Yep. He, uh, he also does the tech driving. He'll also then, he'll, he'll actually, he'll do the sale with you. He, yep. he basically, he's a one-man band. Ben. Yeah. Ben's the only bloke you can find on the whole lot. He is. Um, he's got, there's a car yard, there's about 10,000 cars on it. Just Ben. Yeah. He, puts, doing, he opens up, he shuts the place. It's, ben, it's pretty amazing. I've always said Ben Carreya puts the car in Carreya. He, he yeah, loves you it. Had that. So head and he over. put you in a car. He did. Oh, me? Yeah. No. Mate, do you need a car? Do you need <laughs> a Hyundai Tucson? Benny. Benny, give him a call. Now, the other thing Benny will do too yeah. is while you're there, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a mad videographer. And so, um, you know how sometimes you tech drive a car and you get home and you go, was that that car or this car that I, that yeah. I really like? Ben... This is how good he is with yeah. the tech. He uh, he rigs the whole thing up with GoPros, um, so you can watch yourself on your tech. And you know, the only thing he does carpool karaoke. Oh. So, anyway, <laughs> yes. hey, that's enough of Benny, uh, mate. Here we go, and this is a real treat for us. It's an old friend of ours. Joining us now is writer and director of the new hit movie Transfusion, and he actually has a role in it as well in the movie. It's a, as a loose cannon Johnny. Uh, Transfusion is now available for streaming on Stan. It's Matt Nabel. Welcome to the Summer Run. Oh, Matt, how are you? Hello, boys. How are we? I'm well, mate. I'm very good. That's it, mate. Mate, we've been talking all afternoon about good summers. Who's had a good summer? Who's had a bad summer? How's your summer been before we get into the business look, of this? Look, been pretty good, mate. Um, I just, uh, look, I, I forfeited a bit of summer and went across to Canada with the family to do some skiing. So I only just got back yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I've been greeted by some 
Yeah, some less than agreeable weather, I've got to be honest. So I was hoping to come back into some heat. Um, but otherwise, mate, all good. We're all uh, we're all good uh, getting through it. And, um, yeah, looking forward to some sunny days. Now, Matt, do, hopefully. You, do, you, do you miss us around Fox, mate? It was always a highlight of our week when you pop in and for a chat. Yeah, I do miss you, boys. It's uh, yeah, it's a bit bland in there without you guys <laughs> walking past that little office there where we could go in there and just take the piss out of everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, we miss uh, it. It was lots yeah. of fun. Well, yeah, I miss you guys as well. It's not the same. Oh, thank <laughs> you, mate. Mate. Now, talk to us. Uh, we bumped into another bloke who went to the premiere last night of your new movie uh, and uh, yep. Transfusion. Now, you wrote and directed this one and you star as uh, – um, well, Brooksy's put it in the uh, in the rundown as Loose Cannon Johnny. I'm I'm not sure that's your full title. Is it just Johnny and you're a Loose Cannon, or is that the character <laughs> no, title, just, Loose Cannon Johnny? It's just just Johnny, but he's yeah. Look, unfortunately, uh, like most of the people I end up playing, he's pretty loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're typecasting yourself at this point, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, well, I tell you what. You guys saw one percent, so there's none of that shenanigans going on <laughs> well, again. So, um, well, we were talking about that in here today, Matt, when you brought that in for a premiere in at the office, yeah. and we all get yeah. got to sit yeah, in yeah. there with you and watch yeah. it. It's an amazing oh. film. Oh, but yeah, it, it, look, everyone was a little bit wordless after that. I, I didn't know what to make of yeah. that. Sort of everyone looking at me. You know who wasn't wordless? Going, why would you write that for yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know who wasn't wordless? Because um, the film ended and it was like the credits rolled and the. That we'd turn the lights back on, and one person said it, and it was Blocker Roach who just went, Oh, pretty full on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure Block was uh, expecting that. So, um, yeah, look, I look, I remember um, I was over in Louisiana doing a job, and um, uh, I, the film was finished, and my wife was back home there. And I said, Oh, look, if you want to go and have a look at it, I'll set up a screening in at Fox for you. You can take a few of your friends. Anyway, so she got a handful of girlfriends and took them into this private uh, screening they had. And I rang her the next day and <clears throat> said, you know, oh, how was it? How was it? And she was she was dumbfounded that, <laughs> that I had written that for myself. She said, what is wrong with you? Seriously, there is – you've got – I knew you had problems, but they're much more profound than I thought. So, uh, that, um, yeah, that's one yeah. percent. Have a look at that one. That's, that's a, a good one. That's yeah. a great. <laughs> it is, mate, it's a great film. Yeah, not not for the whole family. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, now Matt, no, tell not. us about this new one, Transfusion, mate. Yeah, look, this is look. This was uh, you know for me just the, the the next step, I guess. I'd written you know some screenplays that I hadn't directed that had been produced and. Uh, and not that they weren't executed well; they were they were executed really well. And when you hand it over to a director, that's that's what happens. But uh, I, I just felt it was time um, that if I wanted to have a shot at directing, then uh, the next thing that I wrote that I would step into that that space. And and so what I wrote about boys was was things I I knew really really well, which is being a father and uh, of young boys. Um, and also I was around uh, some very affected men. Uh, soldiers. My father was a soldier for 20 years and I was brought up in army barracks until I was 15 years of age. So I understood both those, um, you know, both those uh, lives very, very well. So uh, that that was the genesis of it. And and then obviously, you know, we, we got Sam Worthington involved and attached and, and it and happened quite quickly. So that's sort of, um, that's how it happened.
Now, obviously, Sam Worthington, we've all seen the quality of his work. Um, but watching watching everything with this, uh, you talk about being, like the characters are being a father of young boys. You've got two young actors in it um, who play Billy at different ages, um, Gilbert Bradman and Edward Friday Carmody. Uh, mate, they, from what I've seen, they look phenomenal in the film. How hard is it to find child actors who can play that authentic? And, I mean, it's not easy material you, you're giving them. Yeah, look, it's the, uh, look. There's a lot of advantages that come with casting young, inexperienced actors because they don't have any bad habits and they're always uh, really, really present, and they don't understand the process of filmmaking at all. So every performance they give is wholehearted, and and they're not, they haven't slipped into these selfish type of <laughs> selfish type of habits that actors do. And you know, by that I mean when it's not on them, they're not doing much, and and then that can happen sometimes. So. You know, we had two guys, two young kids that hadn't done anything before. And, and like I said, there's real advantages to that because what they give is a, a really authentic and, and, you know, wholehearted performance every time that they're asked to. So, and both those young boys in it um, and, and young Edward who plays uh, Billy and has a lot more to do is uh, exceptionally, exceptionally gifted young actor. And, um, and, and Wertho really has nurtured him and, and looked after him through this whole process. Now, Matt, you, I read somewhere today that you consider yourself a, a writer first, that, that you're, it's a vocation for you writing, whereas the, yeah. the acting is almost an accidental career. Yep. Um, you've written yeah. four amazing books. I mean, is this, do you think that you'll continue writing forever and you'll, the acting will drop off or, or what are you feeling? Oh, look, I don't, I don't know, mate, to be honest. I think that it, as far as an actor is concerned, you know, to a point in my life where uh, you've been around for such a long time, the things that are appealing to me are opportunities that might come up to step into roles that I haven't done before or characters that are dissimilar to things I've done before, and that's what sort of excites me. So I try not to go back and, you know, if there are times when, when you've got to, uh, you know, put, keep the lights on, so you, you've got to take jobs. But um, acting... Yeah, writing for me, writing novels and and screenplays, or or in that 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 space of script writing, um, that that's never been a chore. It never is. I mean, I honestly can say I love it. I, I rarely have a day off. So if I'm not on set acting, then then I will be writing. So, um, but I do enjoy acting as well. I, I love it. Um, and so it's often it's a really good reprise from from writing to to step into something and and give you know yourself wholly to a character uh, and then step out of that and, and write. So um, as long as the roles uh, that I can find something different or, you know, I don't have to like the characters that, that I'm offered to play, but um, if I can see something or understand something in there, then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep working. So uh, at the moment, it, it's just been a nice balance. Um, look, I was really busy last year as an actor. I, I think I did five jobs at one stage. I was on three jobs at one time. And I, I literally was waking up some days not knowing who I was. So I don't think that's, <laughs> that didn't work too well for me. So Mate, I I'm didn't have a job last year and I felt the same thing. So <laughs> yeah. Look, I've, I've struggled, you know, with myself, you know, so um, uh, it, it was, it was a bit of a, a juggle doing three different roles at one time and they were all very, very different. So at the moment I'm having a break, but there's something will materialize in the next month or so and I'll get back into it.
Mate, now let's talk about directing because you directed this one yourself, and it is—it's quite the cast you got to direct. So Sam Worthington, obviously, um, in the yep. in the main role there. You, this is—I'm—am I right in saying this is your first film you've directed? And yes. with that, like Sam Worthington's obviously the other film people can see him in at the moment. It's uh, Avatar. Did, <laughs> that how little, was that <laughs> how was it you wrangling him? Going, listen, Worthington. I don't know how James Cameron likes it done, but this is this is a Matt Nable set. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> look, I think you know. Were though I'd done Hacksaw Ridge with him, and we'd spent a bit of time together on that. Um, uh, we, we shared some scenes on that, so we knew each other from that, and and got on really well, and then. The producers of, the, of Transfusion were very close to Sam and had done a couple of jobs with him before. And, and I had written it with Sam in mind. I was very aware. One, I was a real big fan of his work, but I needed a, a, a person um, t- to be a father um, before they took this job on. And Sam, I knew, was a father of three young boys. And I, I think, you know, in my mind, I was hoping that it would resonate with him because of that. Uh, and he read it really, really quickly, and and it did. Um, and I think that speaks to the, you know, so often you, you when you cast people, particularly well-known actors that are very experienced and have done a lot of things, the material has to resonate with them to, to you know, and they have to be at a certain part of their life that it speaks to them, you know, for them to actually agree to it. So, I think we were really lucky with Sam that he was at that point in his life, and once he was on set, um, you know, there was a real respect between both me and him and and um it, it was a really easy process there was no it's you know I, i'm not going to stand there and and direct sam worthington i mean he's <laughs> been on the biggest movie sets in in film history so you know with the, the, the most um successful one of the most successful directors of all time so you know i made it really simple and and basic for us all and um he came very prepared and made my job really really easy that's, that's great to hear, Matt. Now, Matt, we are running out of time here for you. But before we go, this is the SEN is the Sports Entertainment Network, so we've got to chat a little bit of footy with you, if that's okay. Yeah. Mate, uh, sure. our Manly Seagulls, yeah. are we going to make the top eight? Any predictions? What is is Tommy going to come back with a super hamstring? What's going to happen here? Look, I don't know. I'm really very close friends with, with Messi, Tony Mestroff, um, you know, who's the new CEO there. I've known Messi for years, I played at Manly with Messi. I played at South Sydney with Messi, and then we played at London Broncos together. So, um, albeit he played <laughs> a lot better than I did <laughs> in all those clubs, <laughs> but um, look, he's really hopeful, and I think that you know he's he's amazing change in there that will will help. And look, they've got a good roster if they can stay fit. So, you know, I, th- I think there's you know four or five sides that are again going to be um, that sort of pick themselves and. Uh, in that bottom four, bottom three, I think Manly uh, are more than capable of making the eight. That, I, I really believe that. Well, what about my Knights, mate? How are they oh, looking? Oh, mate. <laughs> mate, mate. Look, uh, mate, I don't know. I think that Adam O'Brien, I think he's a, a really good young coach. Um, I think that if they don't, you know, look, if they don't, if they don't do well in the first six weeks, he's going to be under enormous pressure. So I think there's a lot of impetus there for them to, to dig it off to a good start. I mean, they started well last year with a couple of wins and then really fell away. So, um, look, who knows? There's all, look, the year before Cronulla were nowhere and, and look what they did. So there will be a bolter this year and it, and it may be then. 
Yes, that's it. That's I'm it, considering Matt. it a lock there, oh, Matt. Mate, Come from mate, your... mate, the Sharks actually bought players. The Knights have got no one. Uh, from your lips to God's ears, <laughs> no, mate. mate. If there's one bloke he listens to, it's your voice too. We love it <laughs> yeah, on the promos. That's it. We do love your voice. <laughs> hey, Matt, great to chat to you, mate. Yep. And congrats yeah, on the you film. you too, boys. Uh, it is Transfusion. It's on stand, so make sure you check it out. Uh, and we'll chat to you soon, Matt. See you later, mate. Yeah, no, nice to talk to you, boys. All right, fellas. <laughs> See you, mate. Matt Noble, one of the great, great men. Uh, and truly was a highlight of our oh, wasn't he? when he, Matt would come in. Pop his head in. He'd go, what's going on, boys? And usually you and I were at a point where we just were, we'd lost, uh, well, we'd, we'd lost the plot. We had. And often Matt would steer us right. He would tell us we're doing a good job. Yeah. And, come, and come, <laughs> come from that voice. Yeah, I it's, know. We'd believe it. Yeah. We, it doesn't matter if he didn't. We would genuinely... He used generally. to he used to say you you boys are special, and I think he meant it in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. I really hope so. It is transfusion. Barney has seen it and has said it's a cracker. Real I'll, good. I'll, I'll try and catch it in the next couple of days. Uh, absolutely fantastic. There now, Barney. Yeah. There is a there's a game going on at the moment across the ditch. Mm. Uh, it's not the find a new prime minister game. That's a lot of fun. It's <laughs> yeah. a different one. It is the Black Clash, which every year. This is what they do over in New Zealand. They get a bunch of cricketers, not necessarily the current crop, and they play against a bunch of All Blacks, again, not necessarily the current crop, in a game of cricket. And it packs out. It's like a training trial for the for the Black Caps, I think. It is. I, I still don't understand why they don't do it the other way as well. Well, they play rugby. Why don't they play in a rugby game with the cricketers? Yeah, anyway, it's not? taking place right now. There's people involved on the cricket team. You've got the, uh, the coach, who's Vittori. Chris Martin's in there, Hamish Marshall, Marshall Nathan McCullum, so Basball's brother. A yep. um, bunch of big names. Uh, Andrew McDonald's there. Is he? As in the Australian coach? He better not be. Might He's be got an Australian yeah. coach. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, and then in, the, in your union side, you've got uh, Sir Graham Henry's the coach. You've got guys like uh, Geordie Barrett, Richie McCaw. Oh, he's got a weird uh, run-up bowling style. How's that, mate? Well, he st- comes in from the side. Yeah, good. <laughs> That's good stuff. That is yeah. good gear, mate. Hey, Never forget. We've got, we've got an old friend of ours that lives across the ditch. Yes. Um, and uh, he's, he's going to be joining us very soon to talk all things um, black Caps black. What's it called? The black, black clash. Black clash. Black clash. Which is weird because black goes with everything, doesn't it? It doesn't clash with anything. Now, uh, former Wallaby Nick Cummins is there. Oh, the honey badger. Yeah, I don't know which team he's <laughs> Imagine on. Imagine a conversation between a good, thick Kiwi accent and the honey badger. It'd just be going both ways. No one understanding anything anyone's saying. Chili bins. Jandals. Jandals. It's oh, right it, up a drain pipe. You know, it, it's a bit of a laugh. It's a bit of fun. It must be broadcast somewhere. Is it, Brooksy? Where can you see it in Australia? The old black cash. It's on clash. Stan. Yeah, Stan. It's on Stan. Get in there. So you know what you can do? Pop on the black clash during the change of overs. Pop on transfusion. Mm. Oh, speaking of which, we just got a text through yeah. on the text line uh, in relation to our chat with Matt Nable. Uh, g'day, Prof and Barney. We saw Matt Nable in Canada a couple of weeks ago. He was getting recognised by heaps of locals. Uh, in in brackets, helps to be a DC character. That's from his work in Arrow. And he handled the attention like a true gent. Uh, well, that is because he is a true gent. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just seeing if there's a name attached to that one. Cheers, Rich. Uh, well, that's good, Rich. It's rich. He would be rich too if he's holidaying in Canada. Geez, Rich, doing all right, eh? Someone's going all right. Skiing in Canada is epic, by the way, boys, <laughs> while we're on the black clash. Uh, Sean's written in, great show this week, boys. Very, very enjoyable. Hope they keep yous on. We do too. We need a job. So yeah. um, text in. 0-4-5-2. From your text to God's ears. <laughs>
George Costanza is having a good summer. Summer oh. of George, baby. Hey, that's oh. very good. That's from Dave from Frankston. I um, hope that is that Frank. I hope Dave, let us know. Are you in Frankston in Melbourne? Uh, let us know how it is down there. Uh, I guessed 30, uh, well, 32, 33. I'm seeing now some jackets in the crowd though. I might have to reevaluate my. Do you want to uh, give us a quick Bingley Australian open update? Yeah. Here, mate? There's Sar- a couple of really Sarandolo, easy names. Serendolo <laughs> and uh, Auger Aliasimi. Aliasimi. Yep. Uh, they're in the fourth <laughs> set. Uh, so uh, Auger Aliasimi uh, took the First, uh, mm. then uh, Serendolo took the second, mm. six mm-hmm. three, uh, before Auger Aliasimi. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, he took the third mm. in convincing style, emphatic. Uh, he was in the third, taking it six one, and it's currently, I believe, uh, Auger Aliasimi is up uh, a break in the fourth set with uh, Serendolo uh, serving. So it's two four in uh, in the fourth set. Tough. Uh, shadow across the mm. court at the moment. It's right down almost that centre line. Um, that'll pass pretty quickly in Melbourne. You know, it'll pass would... pretty quickly in Melbourne because the clouds will come over and it'll rain. <laughs> that wouldn't yes, happen mate. in Brisbane. Um, now, Nick Ratto is joining us for a quick Black Clash update. Oh. He's He was. He's, oh. you know, do you think Nick's playing pranks? Unfortunately, the line so. keeps dropping out. Um, one of the things... Uh, happening in New Zealand at the moment is a problem with the internet. So, um, <laughs> we'll see uh, Alan's we checks it yeah. in. Apparently, the New Zealand badminton team are called the Black Cocks. Uh, I don't know if they play with different coloured shuttlecocks or whatever. Alan says, I kid you not. Uh, well, thanks. Oh, and he's on a Kiwi number too. So, uh, a uh, text in the situation on the, uh, the Black, Black Caps. Clash. Black Clash there. Black. Clash. Alan? All right. Hey, we're about to chat to Brett Phillips, BP, down in Melbourne. Going to give you an oh. Oz Open update. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's always good to chat to BP, isn't it? He's the best. Uh, he'll be whispering some sweet tennis nothings to Barney and I. He'll give you everything you need to know. You are on the summer run home with the Professor and Barney. We'll be back. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. The summer run home with the Professor and Barney on SEN. Yes, it is. There's only half an hour to go on the summer run home. And gosh, we've had a wonderful week calling into BP Brett Phillips down at the Australian Open. Uh, He's courtside down there. I'm actually not sure as to which game he'll be at. He'll fill us in right now. BP, come in. Are you there? Gentlemen, I think this has become my uh, favourite cross of the week. Mate, it's a I'll... pleasure to be here. Ours too, BP. We love it. The best. Now, which which court are you in the bunker at now? What are you, what are you I... watching, BP? Yeah, I'm watching FAA. So when we called him in the quarterfinal on radio last year, where you can get a little tongue twisted at times, his name's Felix Auger yes. Aliassime. There were yes. times where I'd call him Felix times and I'll just call him FAA or J alias You sort of got to mix it up because uh, uh, it's a tricky one. It <laughs> just yeah. belled out at a million miles an hour. But he's on the home stretch now, Felix. He's a young star from uh, Canada who is, uh, well, he's going to be there when the whips, whips are cracking next week. Yeah, it depends on the matchup. Lost a cruel uh, quarterfinal to Daniel Medvedev last year. But uh, Tony Nadal, of course, uh, Rafa's uncle, who was with him on the road for all those years until. Tony said, uh, look, you and Carlos Moyer can travel. I'll just settle back in Majorca and run the academy. And then Felix came and said, Tony, can I um, get some, some of your wisdom? So he's been 
behind the scenes mentoring and just uh, developing Felix to try and become a champion. So, no, he's a, he's a beauty, the Canadian. Do you ever call him Sweet F.A., eh? <laughs> You've given there me you ideas go. now. There I'm going to jot that one down. I'll there you go. <laughs> um, now, work that in. Oh, very good, work it in. Now, what have the highlights been from day five, BP? Yeah, we've got through uh, a lot of matches uh, today. I think Sinner coming from two sets to love down. I didn't quite see it happening. Yannick Sinner, who could have been a skier, but uh, decided to stick with uh, tennis. That's how talented he is. Darren Cale, the Aussie coach. Tall, rangy, northern Italian boy. Red hair from the north, as we know. And he played Marton Fucevic today, the fittest bloke on the tour. It's, uh, <laughs> I feel ashamed um, just to even... Take the top off around uh, <laughs> He is a beauty, this guy. He's not got one ounce of fat on him. Are you it's weird that he top insists. Off down there, <laughs> no, no. Well, you, 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 hey, wander around the crowd. You'll get all sorts of cats here doing lots of different things. But, uh, You're not dressed as a Wally, are you? To love. No, no. They were, they were kicked out last night. A couple of lemonades and they were... Uh, Wushka, see you later. Fuchevic... Uh, um, he was two sets to love up. He hit one of the best shots I've ever seen on the run outside the tram lines. Took one hand off the racket, hit a single-handed backhand cross-court for a winner. I think he was spent after that because he got belted 6-1-6-2-6-love in the last uh, three sets. Uh, Igor Sviontek, world number one, has just dropped one game in two sets to move through to a mouth-watering fourth round with... The 18-year-old American sensation Coco Goff has also just got through on centre court. So that's the matchup that we certainly wanted. Stefanos Tsitsipas uh, going beautifully with all the Greek support in Melbourne. Uh, he won through uh, fairly comfortably. And the man that conquered Rafael Nadal in the last round, Mackenzie McDonald, has just been knocked out by Yoshihito Nishioka, who won one of the biggest meltdowns in Adelaide about a week ago that I've ever seen from the normally very mild-mannered um, Japanese lefty. So it's all been happening with some big matches to come tonight. Now, BP, did, how much of the five-and-a-bit-hour epic between Andy Murray and Tanasi Kokonakis did you catch last night? So state of play was when we came on air on SEN last night, right at the tail end of Alexi Popper, and how good was that? That was goosebumps out at it was. Uh, John Kane oh, Arena. Oh, it was magic. Then we went into Alex Dimonort, covered his match, and I'm glad we didn't start the Kokonakis match. Which started at 10, so I was watching it on the other monitor. We signed off at 11. Normally I try and get out because I'm here pretty early. But you get home and you can't really sleep when you've been at the tennis all day. The Nasi's looking good. Two sets to love. Think mm. he's going to close this out, surely. And then it dragged on. And then the eyelids are copying an absolute uh, hiding. And it's getting towards 2, 3 a.m. I uh, drew stumps there, thinking the Nasi surely will get it done. And, and the radio cross at 6.30, three hours sleep, woke up and... Andy Murray's uh, gone off the canvas and one in five. I couldn't believe it. Uh, so I took in a fair bit. And there's been a big argument today about the scheduling and that they maybe should have scheduled that match as the first match on Margaret Court Arena, which would have finished at a respectable hour, at sort of midnight. You move the women's match to another court, uh, depending on how long that men's match is going. So I can see the argument, but it doesn't happen that often. I mean, it was Baghdadis Hewitt back here, what, 4.34 a.m., Game back 15 years ago, so it's not like it's happening every tournament every week. And I think it's sort of the unique part about tennis. And scheduling is hard because uh, the game starts and then it finishes when it finishes. It's yeah, the difference. Just on scheduling, um, is there a way we can schedule all the Australians to be on John uh, John Kane Arena? Because Popperin and Demonor, um, and yeah. John Kane Arena is our spot, I reckon. 
Oh, no doubt. Look, look at the crowd there. I mean, it's funny because they were so wound up for Popperin for four hours, they actually all needed to go and have a little spell. So they went a little kip in the corner um, and refueled. It was because it was quite flat there for the first <laughs> set and a half for uh, Alex. He was under the pump a little bit from his opponent, Manorino, and then the crowd just uh, lifted again. They found their second win and uh, got... Alex home after getting Alexi home earlier. So they, they definitely played their part. And uh, I mean, the camera just panning to people in an absolute state of delirium. I mean, they would not be sleeping well. They would have taken the day off, I reckon, that whole crowd today. Mate, I reckon so. I reckon the, the bar people down there have been busy too, based on the uh, highlights <laughs> I've seen, mate. Uh, wh what have we got on tonight? What can we hear you uh, calling tonight, mate? Yeah, we're going to call uh, Victoria Azarenka. She won. She's the last player to win on the women's side back-to-back -back Australian Opens, going back to 2012-13. That's how many different winners we've had since then. So she's still going at the ripe old age of 33, which in tennis terms, you know, puts you into that uh, veteran uh, category. Takes on Madison Keys, fierce ball striker. We'll bring you that. Seb Corder, his two sisters, absolute star golfers. His dad won here in 98, Sporting Jeans. He plays Medvedev. That'll be a beauty. Her catch and Shepovelov, my favourite, the other Canadian, Dennis Shepovelov. Uh, hey, BP, sorry to interrupt, lifting. mate, but you've got three match points going here. Can you call this for us live on our show? Well, I don't think I'm allowed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I, no. I, think I, might have, uh, I overstepped the line the other day and I got a little, uh, little clip. So. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Well, geez. Sweet FAA is about to, he's got two <laughs> yeah. match points. Uh, we'll, we'll let you go. We'll, we'll call it from here. Hey, BP. We'll be, we'll be listening tonight. Don't worry about that, mate. Thanks Always very much pleasure. for joining us. Oh, pleasure. My week is complete. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's just avoided... Seren Dolo has just avoided, what is it, two match points. Two match points. So this is match point number three. Now, if you want to catch BP tonight on the night session, you can do that across the SEN network or download the SEN app for AO Radio. Professor, do you want to call this point, mate? Uh, here we go. Seren Dolo serves uh, into the net. Now, that's not good, I believe. No, so he's going for a second serve. Can I call this here? Will I get in trouble? No, maybe. Who cares? All right, there he goes. Uh, forehand, backhand, forehand. How do you call tennis right now? Backhand. Uh, no, he's gone long again. All right, uh, that, uh, yeah. We're at juice. Sweet FAA. This, this, his... this mate see us out today. Yeah. No. Hey, look, Barney, uh, lots of texts coming in, in mm. particular from a Dave from Frankston. Uh, did you ask Dave what the weather was like down there? Yeah, I did. I, and I wanted to know if it was Frankston, Melbourne. He said, beautiful, sunny 22 degrees here in Frankston, Melbourne, boys, uh, from Dave. Didn't you – you said before it was – it's normally icy down there. No, I said they have lots of ice in Frankston. Uh, is a difference? Is a difference? Uh, Dave, uh, thanks very much for texting in, mate. Nice to know you're listening down there in Frankston. Um, uh, beautiful part of the world that it is too. Now, lots of support for your uh, – you, you're calling for December 17th to be the mm. new date for mm. Australia Day. Um, and you're, you're asking for – you think the way we should celebrate it is to – you want to call it Text Your Ex Day. Yep, Text so, Your Ex People don the Australian flag. Yep. Uh, we go down to the Mate, park. We lot throw of thongs and we text our ex. Yeah, yeah. just text the ex. Uh, you know, tell her, tell her. You know what? Uh, you're the love of my life. I made a big mistake. That sort of whatever yeah. comes to mind. Come, come to India with me. Come, well, this you, is the thing. India yeah. tourism are on board. They're willing to fund the campaign to change the date to December 17. And I don't know what they think they're getting out of it. <laughs> India tourism. <laughs> They want I to call it, it Come to India Day. Hey, mate, you know what we've just found? A campaign for the next two weeks. Oh, we're on the summer yes. run home. We are pushing. Uh, we get shirts made, change the date, December 17th, do it for mm. pup. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, now, 
Is uh, we're going to go here now to uh, joining us now is Shawnee Omerod from Sportsbet for a market update. Try Sportsbet, bet with mates. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. One 858 And I reckon if there's one bloke that wants to get on board for the December seventeenth Australia Day, oh yeah, it'll be Shawnee Omerod. You there, Shawnee? Yeah, I'm here. First of all, I just want to cover off. Uh, I can't get the image of Brett Phillips just sitting topless in his little bunker down there <laughs> in uh, Melbourne. It's going to take me a lot of schooners to get that thought out of my mind, both good and bad, I suppose. But you mentioned December 17 and what a big day it was for it was. Uh, you know Texan, Texan your exes. But today has been one hell of a day for awful pronunciation because you boys Uh-oh. have absolutely oh. butchered, I reckon, about 75% of both the women's uh, and men's oh, tours no. down there at the Australian Open. Can I give you a little bit of a, a little yeah, tip? I've found yeah, a lab. come on. I've found because I'm look, I'm I'm up there with the worst than when it comes to pronunciations. I've got a little bit of a lisp, so I struggle with the long names. But there's a fella on YouTube, he's got his own channel, he's called Julian Mikel. If you just type in any tennis player, in fact, he seems to be just the overall world doyen of pronunciations, and he's got one of the all-time great voices. He will talk he will step by step talk you through how to correct correctly pronounce Julian. anyone's name What's on the tour. Ju- Julian Michael, right. That's got him. him. <laughs> got, got him. <laughs> I see what you did there, mate. Just very clever. All right, That's why all right. Big yeah. very it's, look, it's Friday afternoon. I We're know. in the last all hour. Right. I'm yeah. doing my best. You are. All right, come on, Cian. Let's mm. get this done. Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off down there with uh, with topless BP. He uh, he talked us he talked us through a few of the matches tonight. But we've got there's a couple of really cracking uh, matches where we can't even split them in terms of the uh, the odds. They're basically both uh, toss the coin jobs. Current catching of uh, Francis Tufo. They're both. Uh, as I said, pretty much tossed the coin, catching off a very, very slight favourite. And then we've got Hubert Horkach. I learned that one from uh, Ooh, Julian Mikel. Oh, that's good. Uh, very, very slight favourite against Denis Shapovalov, who uh, BP talked to Sir. I think he might be calling that one, is he, later today? Yes. And then Sebastian Calder, uh, big outsider against Daniel Medvedev. Medvedev, dollar sixteen. There, you'd probably expect him to go through. And then tomorrow we've got uh, we've got Novak. He's up against the big. What'd you call him? The big ball basher, was it? Grigor Dimitrov? The yeah. Bulgarian uh, ball basher. Bulgarian ball basher. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. That's not that's mine. That's the one. <laughs> that's what he's known as. That's the one. Novak, Novak $1.13 to go through there. And uh, BP's doing the Victoria Azarenka match. She's $1.70 against uh, Madison Keys. So uh, plenty happening, as we say, each day when the Aussie Open is on. Uh, it's all happening down there in Melbourne. Beauty, BBL, Sean, what do you mm. got for us? It rolls on. It does. Strikers are in all sorts of trouble against the uh, the Perth Scorchers. We've probably come to expect that when Perth uh, playing that game is on at the moment. But later tonight, we've got the Brisbane Heat taking on the Hobart Hurricanes. Canes are slight favourites there, $1.74. Brisbane Heat, $2.10 as always. All the player of the uh, match markets, high bats, you name it, we've got it. A uh, little bit of a cellar-dweller battle there. Hurricanes there in six, Heat in seven. So, Almost their season on the line stuff today. Whoever whoever wins sort of keeps their season alive. No, mate, in the Sydney Smash, have you got any – I know this is – I didn't uh, give you any notice. The Sydney Smash market, mm. though, because you've got – I'm a Sixers fan. Uh, the Professor's a Thunder fan. First off, uh, while you're trying to find the market on your laptop there, <laughs> do you want to tell us – you're, you're Sydney-based, mate. Give Who's your team? Who are you siding with here? I'm a Sixers man. Yes. Uh, pu- purely purely for the great Stephen O'Keefe. I'm, I'm a big fan of his. He's in my phone at the moment. So we've got a bit of a bromance going on. Uh, that's that's the way I'm siding. All right. Oh, so have yeah. you got? Have you found your odds there for it? You got any? Great, great padding. That's, oh, you're a bloody good mate there, Barney. Just padding there for me. Yeah, the Sixers, they're $1.62. Uh, 
Tomorrow night, Sydney Thunder, $2.31. Top six is run scorer. Steve Smith, very slight favourite, $3.40. Uh, David Warner, as he is always with when the Thunder are playing. When he's playing for the Thunder, he's a favourite for them, $3.25. Should be a cracker. Very good. And uh, the sport they play in heaven, uh, basketball. Mm, yep. <laughs> the, uh, the NBL, uh, that that also rolls on. That never stops. What have you got for us there? Yeah. I thought we were going to go early with a field hockey update, which we're going to get. We're uh, pausing to that because oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. because Barney blew that one. He mm. absolutely God, blew. Don't. Spoiler alert! Sorry, spoiler alert! Uh, let's do the NBL <laughs> and then we'll and, and then we'll give it to Barney for how hopeless he was at the hockey tips. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, Cairns <laughs> taping on the uh, Tassie Jack Jumpers. Cairns dollar forty. Uh, Tassie two dollars eighty six. The line there is five and a half. And the Perth Wildcats are taking on the Kings. Uh, they're favourites on the road, the Kings. We know Perth, I think they might have knocked off uh, the Breakers um, on their home court a couple, of, a couple of weeks back maybe. So I think Perth might just keep this one nice and close. The line's five and a half. So anything, uh, Sydney winning, you know, one to five, we'll take that. As long as the line covers, it doesn't matter. But I reckon, uh, I think the Kings will get it done over there, won't they? The Wildcat. I love how, I love also in the BBL and the NBL how it's the whole Sydney v Perth thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. fantastic. East the, v. West. You the know flyover states don't get anything, do no. they? No. No, it's like rappers <laughs> in the 80s in America, isn't it? East yeah. v. West. Hey, let's <laughs> – no, it made it works. Let's uh, let's give it to Barney now for how, how hopeless he was at the hockey. What were your three mm. tips, Barney? Uh, what did we go? We Did we go – we went New Zealand uh, England. into uh, – yeah, well, what was the middle one? I think we went the India-Wales game, did we tip? Yeah, you did the Netherlands. Yeah. Yep. The Netherlands. Yep. Uh, so, well – I mean, we were off the we we're off to a bad start straight away. First leg, we had New Zealand, and uh, the news of Jacinda's uh, resignation. <laughs> we mean, thought it might rock them. We thought it might <laughs> have infiltrated the camp, and, and it surely did because they were a dollar forty, I think, mm. to win that game. So they were short enough, and I think they might have got done. Was it three two? Three two, uh, Malaysia. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's that's the that's what you get when you got a stable government. Uh, mm. No people quitting <laughs> there. So uh, the Malaysians, they they got it done. Uh, Netherlands. Massive win, Shawnee. Did we go on Netherlands? Did we go on Netherlands for that? They fourteen zip. They did it against yeah. Chile, uh, which I think um, we might have. I think we might have left that one out because no, I'm too short. Yeah, yeah, go. we left that one out. I it think was, we went. We went India Wales, and I said uh, <laughs> I tipped India in the India Wales, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, which well that was correct. Four two. Yeah, uh, India got the job done there. Too strong at home, um, and uh, of course then I I was tipping as our outsider. I, I had Spain. To come over England. I said England have had good form. Uh, <laughs> Spain. Well, Spain let me down. They went down 4 okay. zero. All right. So, <laughs> so, so in the in summation, which is a funny theory. When you've said you knew England had good form, but then you decided to go against them. It's a very strange way to sort of. But I just was trying to put some value into the multi. <laughs> I think yeah, we were, we're at about $1.80 for the three sides we had tipped at first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Brooksy's got some hockey tips. Oh, Can I go. do your Brooksy's yes, ones very quickly? So he's got Australia against South Africa. He's got Australia to win. That's paying a dollar oh four. Yep. Then he's got yep. Argentina to beat France. That's paying a dollar twenty three. Value. Then he's mm-hmm. got Belgium to beat Japan. That's a dollar oh one, Brooksy. Belgium to beat Japan. I think you've got to give extra money. And then, <laughs> and then he's, and then he's got odds. the Korean Republic versus Germany. He's got Germany. They're paying a dollar oh five. 
Mm. So, <laughs> oh, geez, really going out of limit, yeah. Oopsie. Oh, I'm getting a power play. Don't worry. You're, so you're gonna, gonna make us. You're gonna make us almost a dollar sixty here, well, mate. Brooksy, it's a dollar thirty-five. <laughs> but hit the power play button. Hang on, power play, dollar thirty-six. That's not bad. That's not <laughs> bad. That's not bad. It's, oh it's a, God. <laughs> Good cheddar, <laughs> if you can get it. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Shawnee, should we let you go, mate? We've ruined enough of your Fridays. No, you make my Fridays, you, boys. You coming for a, uh, you coming for a beer? Oh, with yeah. We're, we're having after-work uh, drink. Starfies, you going to come down? <laughs> oh, yeah, cheers for the invite. I appreciate all the notice, boys. Yeah, I would have no, loved that. I've actually, I'm actually looking at a... Uh, just been poured a nice little glass of Sab Blanc in my desk. So oh, I'm just going to enjoy get it. Get out of town. Have you got you any... never know what happens when I'll have a couple of uh, Sab Blancs on the belt. You never know where I'm going to end up. So I might just pop up uh, where you boys are. Yeah, why not? Have you got yeah. any jats with cheese and gherkins? That always goes great with a Sab Blanc on a Friday, have <laughs> you? I'm, I'm, I'm flush out of jats. You know? oh, <laughs> that's a Mate, you can't have the jats out in the office. Mate, that's one of the rules. Yeah, no, that's the rule. All right, hey, Shawnee, have a great weekend if we don't see you for Starfies. You too, boys. Pleasure. Right, Chat soon. Try right. sports bets, bet with mates, start a group and build a multi together. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Look, it has been a wonderful week. <laughs> we have uh, covered many. What have you got? Are you going to read that? No, top? I Don't can't read, read the top Dave's. text, mate. Dave, Dave from, from Frankston's. Frankston. Dave from Frankston. Thanks for participating, mate. That's very funny. Uh, but I can't one. read it on Hey, air. you do have some Frankston jokes, though. Do you want to take us out on a Friday with some Frankston jokes? Or <laughs> I don't know. I've trouble? just made a friend. Yeah, oh. Frankston. For anyone who doesn't know Melbourne, the... Frankston's got a. Um... Give us Sydney and a Brisbane equivalent. Oh, it's, a, it's sort of. I suppose Sydney would be your Campbelltown. I don't right. know. Yep. And Brisbane, I suppose it'd just be Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't no. know. I don't know Brisbane uh, well Brisbane, enough to be honest. Fortitude Valley or something. Like, uh, no, um, Caboolture. The river somewhere. Caboolture. Or... Caboolture. Yeah. All right. So, tell the trivia joke. Um, what do you, oh, here's this one. What do you call a Frankston girl in a white tracksuit? What? The bride. <laughs> um, the, the, the best, the best one I've found so far yeah. is, uh, what's the first question at a Frankston trivia night? What are you looking at? <laughs> right. That's the kind of, it's, it's a good place, Frankston, Mate, but it, it does is, have a reputation. Um, nervous. In it's fact, if you want to, um, if you want to go forums.justcommodores.com.au, there's a whole bunch of okay. uh, Frankston jokes there. Fantastic. It has been a wonderful week. Uh, Gibbo, did you prepare the best of four minute with the music to play now? When we, you, uh, yes, I did. You did, yeah. The young boy from Brisbane. How good is it? How good is it? Okay. So What's his name? Horn. How how okay. do we spell it? Horny. Oh. Okay. So. N. Horny. 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 That was Come a on, highlight. Ramp it up. Um. <laughs> That's my favourite. <laughs> ramp it up. Uh, Alan Jones has had a good summer. He's had a real good summer. summer. He um, He's made a bit off his property sale, his farm. He sold the farm. Did you get that riding crop in the end? Uh, it's Well, see, this is the thing. It was advertised as a riding crop, but riding crops don't have the, uh, well, the, the the whip bit. And this had like, this had whip. This is more of a stock whip. Uh, not a not a long one. I'd pro- probably use it more for a sally or a buggy. Are you saying it was a bait and switch, that he was selling it? At, so just so oh, you know, Alan Jones is selling everything. Everything must go. Um, from his house in where? His Southern Highlands Southern farm. Southern Highlands farm. And there's an auction mm. going. Is it still going on? Oh, they might be finished by now. You could go on and you could basically bid on everything. He was seeing a lot of uh, saddles, a lot of saddle blankets. A lot of shoes people left yeah, in his yeah, house, all different sizes. Shoes that weren't his. Um, you, buy, you buy a whole, like, there was uh, socks, 
I think there was uh, the pairs of slacks and cardigans. And... All worn by Alan. Mm. Yeah, well, that's fingers crossed. That's the hope. Uh, there might have been a credenza or two. Yeah, jodhpurs. Yep. I saw a few pairs of jodhpurs. Yeah, well, go with the riding with crop. the territory. Uh, riding boots. You get yeah. Alan's riding. So he's a, he's a, had a great summer. And we were asking, um, you know, who has had a good or a bad summer? And I, I like to think that we've all had a good Summer day. Would I be right there, guys? I think the listeners have had a good summer. I think they on have. On summer drive. And the good news for you listeners is there's two more weeks of the Professor and Barney um, on your summer radio. <laughs> oh, look at the text lighting up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're excited. <laughs> Mick oh, says, uh, India Airlines have a special bring your ex to India free of charge as long as you throw, pup, uh, throw a plug at pup. So, uh, yeah, well done, Mick. I'm not sure what that means. Well, I suppose you got to mention. Maybe that's you know sometimes when there's a promo, you got to mention a code word. Oh, okay. Yeah. You type it in for your your mm. jet star or whatever. Hey, did your kids ever make it to the Gold Coast, Barney? They have. They, they weren't going to the Gold Coast. They were going to Harvey Bay. They've Mate, made it. They're they were safe. Going to the Gold Coast. Uh, they're very excited. Uh, they're with their their grandfather up there, and uh, he is. Uh, well, he was excited to have them, uh, and they're they're very excited because this weekend, uh, Lunar New Year. And uh, so their uh, their uh, uh, grandfather's partner is uh, is um, she's from Hong Kong, so she's Fantastic. celebrating. Slip the boys fifty bucks each. They think uh, Lunar New Year is the greatest thing ever. So you get cash on Lunar New Year. Yeah, evidently. Bulldog Bob Which... sent you a Frankston joke there, mate. If you want to read, <laughs> if you want to read, is this going to get us in trouble? Brooksy doing these Frankston jokes. Oh, why don't you sub it in? Say somewhere else. Say the Shire. No, <laughs> uh, it's different. Different sort of a place. Difference. Do you want to tell the joke? It's a very good one. Uh, boys, how do you know the toothbrush was invented in Frankston? Invented anywhere else, it'd be called a teeth brush. Bulldog Bob uh, uh, getting involved uh, in the Frankston. Flush him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the other one better. You like mm. which one? The trivia one? The other flush. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Mate, we were going to flush everybody today, and then you had to put a sound effect in, and you ruined everybody's fun. <laughs> well, we've never done that before on this show. I think we have. <laughs> have you flushed people? We haven't flushed people. We have played farts before. <laughs> and it was, you know, Mate. the joke of the whole show. But <laughs> Is that going to be in the highlights? What's everybody doing on the weekend, Barney? What do you got for me? Mate, i got cricket tomorrow. Playing cricket. The great Steve Philp and I are uh, turning out for our park cricket side. We're going to see – this is his first game back since he basically um, – barbecued a couple of our best batters. Uh, one in particular, our best batter who was in good form, seeing it like watermelons. And Philpy ran him out. Philpy runs like an indoor cricketer. It, he thought it was tip and run. It, it's like, it's a two-day game, mate. We're batting for time here. A bunch of, because we were short too, so a bunch of our blokes were turning up later. So we just like, just bat for time. We've and what, he was in the non-strikers? Or he was? Uh, he was, well, just, he, he'd hit it and then just run. And poor old uh, Scruff. Um, Scruff. Scruff. He's a school teacher, Scruff, and uh, yeah, Scruff got got basically barbecued, left left out on his own, and uh, wasn't happy. No, Kibo, weekend, going fishing tomorrow. Hey, Ooh, nice. Brooksy, I might go to this Sydney Smash tomorrow night. Good for you. Hey, what about yeah, you, Prof? You. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Looking after the kids, I think my wife's working. Oh. That'll be fun after a few. <laughs> Good. 